It's another Micro Action Monday on Studio Class. Hiya, divas. Let's talk about sight reading. No, no, no. Hold on. I promise. Stick with me. <laughs> don't, don't, don't exit out of this podcast right now. I promise. It's okay. <laughs> so sight reading is so, 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 so important to our lives as classical musicians. And I just want us to feel more and more comfortable with it. So let's talk about sight reading or increasing our sight reading skills as part of this micro action Monday. So, okay, I, I obviously do a ton of sight reading, you know, skill work in my practice sessions, especially as someone who's devoted to new music. I spend a lot of time working with brand new scores that show up in my life and I have to figure out what are those pitches and rhythms and how can I sing them accurately and consistently all the time, right? So sight reading for me is, is just a everyday kind of tool, right? And that may not be part of your day-to-day -day life, but I want you to think about how you can put the practicing of the skill into your day-to-day -day so that it's something that you can always rely on. Right. Especially, you know, I had in my in my studio work when I was working with when I was working with students, I had them sight read as part of every single lesson we practiced. I, I taught them solfege. Right. I, I love working with solfege. I teach both fixed dough and movable dough solfege. I use both fixed dough and movable dough solfege based on whatever it is that I'm working on. And so that was important for me, but I also, if you are a numbers person, a letter names person, whatever system you want to use for pitches and intervals, that's fine. I just want you to have one. Okay. And that's what I was, would, would always tell my students because I just want you to be able to be in charge of your own music learning, right? I don't want you to have to rely on somebody else to teach it to you. I think Having that self-efficacy is, is so um, liberating, <laughs> right? It means that we can like just pick up a score and start looking at things and going like, oh yeah, I see where this is going. I can hear this line in my mind. And if you can, if you can hear it, if you can audiate it, then you can sing it. And so I really want you to be thinking about how sight reading and practicing your sight reading skills can can be, be a positive thing for you, honestly. Okay, so really just for this Microaction Monday, I wanna talk about how do, you, how do you do this? How do you put more sight reading into your time? So I like to think of this as, do you have one of those Ottman books like laying around, right? If you do, I mean, we had to buy them in college for a reason, I guess, right? Maybe you don't have one anymore and that's okay. I want you to just grab some music. I want you to grab some printed music or whatever, pull something off of IMSLP, right, that you have never worked on before. It doesn't even have to be for your instrument, right? As long as it's, especially if you're singing, as long as it's something that fits in your range, right? It's some, and if you, hopefully in a, in a cleft that you can read, but if you're, if you're next level, if you're like bonus points round, like, practice reading in a cleft that you don't read in all that often. That's great, right? Maybe you want to take it up the octave, but practice reading in bass cleft. That sounds awesome. So what I want you to be thinking about is grabbing 
that music, grabbing something that you have never worked on. The whole point is that it is sight reading, is that you can look at it and you can make the sounds, right? You can give yourself a system in which to practice that. So please don't be doing, don't be doing this with things that you already kind of know, but uh, you're kind of deluding yourself into thinking that you're sight reading it, right? If you already kind of know it, then you're tempted to make mistakes based off of familiarity with something that you've heard in the past, rather than relying on your sight reading skills to make the, the choices that you're gonna make, right? To hear the sounds as you're going. So, like I mentioned, I had my students do this in our lessons. It was really easy to incorporate into what we were doing because I would have, you know, we would work on vocalises and then we would do some sight reading and rhythm clapping and then we would work on repertoire. And just through that, that incorporation into the lessons, they were able to use their sight reading skills in their repertoire at home as well as in the studio or in choir or wherever else that they were working on music. So we're going to take that example and also just incorporate it into our practice sessions. I know divas, I know you've got a lot of repertoire on your plate. I know that you're working on a lot of stuff. So I don't want to add to that and feel like, oh, this is an insurmountable mountain of work, right? No, we're just going to make it easy peasy. And this is, you know, give yourself one short, short example, right? That's why I mentioned the Oppen books, because it's a great example of just pulling something off the shelf, opening the book and being like, okay, I'm going to sight read this, figure out what key it is. And then I can give myself a starting pitch. And then I'm going to work it out, right? I'm going to figure out what are these pitches and intervals. Knock, knock, knock. Real quick, divas. I know you're here because you love the clarity that comes from my micro action episodes. Plus you get inspired and motivated hearing from working artists all across our field on how they made, maintain, and grow their careers. Now you can be a part of the fuel that makes it all happen. Give Studio Class a boost by heading over to patreon.com slash mezzoenen, that's M-E-Z-Z-O-I-H-N-E-N, and join the Sybaritic Camerata. I also want to take a moment to shout out and thank Chris, James, Josh, Sarah, Elise, and Renee. Your support means the world to me. Thanks so much for helping me keep this podcast going. Now, let's get back to the show. And you can also do this if you are very early in your repertoire learning process, practice your sight reading skills on your new repertoire, right? So that you're incorporating that in, in a regular kind of way. I, obviously, if you're an instrumentalist, pull something off the shelf and start sight reading that way. Ask yourself, okay, well, how can I work towards accuracy with this, right? I don't, I would love it, instrumentalists, if you would also incorporate sight singing, right? If you would incorporate more sight singing into your process, right? As you're going through is, can I look at the, look at the notation, sing it to myself, right? And then play it on my instrument. Can I audiate that before I take it to the instrument itself? All of that is so, so, so helpful right? It helps us create the, the concept of the musical line in our head. It helps us really understand like the, 
the tuning of specific intervals before we take it to the instrument. And the more that you can do this, oh, also singers, I think that this might be, <laughs> this might be a little next level, but I also uh, came from a tradition where we learned the hand signs for soulfish. And I can tell you as someone who benefits from some kinesthetic learning is that not even vocalizing, just audiating and doing the hand signs for specific soulfish things, right? You can kind of get away with doing that and being quiet. That is a such a helpful practice technique for me to go over things, right? When I maybe don't have the space to make a lot of sound, or maybe it's like later and I don't want to bother, you know, one of my you know, one of my neighbors, if you live in close quarters, something like that, right? If you really are working through something, right, being able to do some silent practice through sight singing and really working on hearing, audiating those pitches and intervals will have a huge payoff in your repertoire learning and performance. So give it a try, add that to what you're working on, and I, one last thing before I let you go, I always used to say that one of the best like oral skills classes, like that wasn't an oral skills class was having a church job. So if, if you're kind of bemoaning your church job, remember that this is making you like a sight singing master, right? You are constantly interacting with work where you are being able to practice that skill and turning around and leading you know, a congregation or, or being a valued member of the choir and making those sounds. And so realize that that's such a beautiful way of practicing this skill and bringing that to bear is, and you can apply that, right? That the transfer of knowledge, when you are really in good shape as a sight singer, it helps you learn music so much faster that you're working on to sing as a soloist or any of that kind of stuff. So just remember that it all goes together right? Okay. Divas. That is my, that is my exhortation for our micro action Monday is to just incorporate some sight singing today. <laughs> okay. Here we are. It's coming up. Are you going to say it with me? As always, stay sparkly inside and out and I'll catch you next time. Bye divas. Thanks for joining me for Microaction Monday. Again, I'm Megan Enan, and you can find me on all the socials at Mezzo Enan. That's I-H-N-E-N. Did you know that studio class is part of the Sybaritic Singer? It is. And if you liked this episode, you're going to love my 29 Days to Diva series. That's on SybariticSinger.com. And if you liked this episode, will you please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks. It means a lot to me.